0: This is Sean Mandoli, and you're listening to the Whole Plant Church podcast. I hope you encounter God and walk in new levels of freedom as a result of listening to this message. Enjoy. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. We are super stoked to be here with you today. I hope you enjoyed our worship and uh, I hope you're ready to get into the Bible, to get into the Word of God, get your Bibles out, uh, make sure you got your pens, your, your, your whatever note app you have, Bible app, let's do this, let's jump into the Word of God. Um, and so we have a special Father's Day message today. It is in line with our series Stewardship, I think Stewardship and Fatherhood go hand in hand. And so we're going uh, to uh, minister out of the Word of God to you today. So, um, let's pray and then we're going to jump in. So, Father, we thank you, Lord, today. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father, for, um, Lord, just, uh, open hearts and, um, Lord, that we would be attentive, that we would be, Lord, uh, here to listen, to hear what you have to say to us. Lord, give us something powerful for this week. Give us, Lord, some spiritual truth, some some spiritual food, some spiritual meat, Father, to sustain us and and give us, Lord, the spiritual nutrients we need out of the word of God, uh, Lord, to live this life for you in victory. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. All right, let's jump in. This is part three of Lunch Money, and we're gonna speak to fathers and about fatherhood. And all that good stuff within this, but let's do this here. Turning your Bibles to Ephesians chapter six, and I'm going to read uh, verses one to four. And and in talking about stewardship, that's what lunch money's about—what to do with what God gives you. Uh, and 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 speaking to fathers and 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 kind of woven in the, the message today is, um, uh, you know, forefathers and about fathers and and just how God set up the family uh, with, 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 with a mother and a father in it and so uh, there's some powerful principles in the Word of God concerning fathers and that we steward this thing you know I'm a father um, and 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 we as fathers are stewarding our we're, we're stewards of our children our families we're stewards of everything we've given us uh, Lord and, and we're accountable before the Lord. To, to how we um, live this life and steward what has been given to us as fathers. And so I just want to open up and just talk a little bit about honor, okay? And so here we go. Ephesians chapter six, verses one to four. It says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. And I'm going to continue reading, but I just love this in the word of God. Uh, Lord, in the midst of a culture of, that there isn't, there, there's a lot of gray areas with what's right and wrong. And um, there are things that are gray, but there are things that are simply right. Like it is right. There is righteousness. There is the right way uh, to live this life for God. There is right and there is wrong. There is righteousness and there is sin. There is heaven. And there is hell, right? There, there, there is right and wrong, and 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 I know the devil, who is the god of this world, is gonna want to blur the lines and muddy the water and confuse what's right and wrong, and what's wrong is right, what's right is wrong. But 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 we base uh, our our revelation of Christ and what the Word says um, concerning right and wrong, and um, and right here it says, children, obey your parents in the Lord. For this is right, okay. This is just right. Uh, now, uh, some people might say, "Well, what if my parents are abusive? Do I obey? Do I obey and come underneath a hand of abuse?" No, I mean many of you that know me and are a part of Hope Land, you know my story. I was abused as a child in no way, shape, or form. Is this saying that? That that we uh, obey to the point of being abused, okay? And 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 you know, and so so that's where obedience um, um, is in line with the Word of God and in line with um, with with the character of God and all that good stuff, okay? Uh, But the point is, children, obey your parents in, in the Lord. Obey them in the Lord. Uh, through the filter of the word of God and the character of Jesus and the characteristics of Jesus, right? So children obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Um, you know, uh, obedience to uh, to our parents in the Lord and, and, and all that good stuff, it, it always has a good outcome. And so here it is, verse two. Verse two, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. All right. Somebody say honor has a reward. Honor has a reward. Verse four, and you fathers do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. There is just so much in here. Um, And so when we're talking about fathers, I just believe you can't talk about fathers without talking about honor I believe God innately created uh, fathers um, to desire to be honored in their in their position, what they do, um, and and just as a uh, just as a, wi- a wife uh, desires, uh, you know, to be loved, a man desires to be respected. Right? That's that's just how we're created. Now, 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 once again, uh, when respect is demanded. Uh, in an ungodly way, and it's dictatorial and abusive. I I just feel I need to say that. I think a lot of us know that when the the line of sin is crossed, um, you know, that's that's when uh, it's no longer really honor, okay? Because honor is never demanded by the one receiving it. It is simply received by the one receiving it. Honor... Is on our part to honor the Bible. You know, speaks about even just to honor the, the the spiritual leaders in your life. To the Bible even says to honor one another, right? To to honor one another in in the community of believers. We're 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 called to honor one another. Where you know and 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 honor goes up, down, and all around. Okay, um, I think I preached on this some time ago. Uh, honor, but but here uh, you know it says you know honor your father and mother, mother, which is the first commandment with promise that it may be well with you, that it may be well with you, honor that it might be well with you, honor. We we are called to honor those in authority, uh, so it'll go well with us. So it'll go well with you, and you might live long on the earth. And you fathers do not. And then it, and then it, and then it kind of speaks on the other side of it. Fathers don't provoke your children to wrath. You you know what I mean? Um, so, so the one being honored doesn't have this license to act how they want, uh, show up when they want, not, you know, just sit around, be lazy. That honor isn't a license for the one receiving it to sin. It's actually a, a, a weight of responsibility to, to live out that, that calling in a worthy manner. OK, but 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 honor is is something that we don't want to lose as 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 Christ followers. We don't want to lose. This is all over. The word of God it says honor the Lord. Right. With your first fruit. So honor is in the word. And this is, you know, one of the Ten Commandments. Right. Uh, this is at the top of God's list is that we honor the Lord. We honor those in authority. We honor one another. And my first point is this this morning is honor is always the right thing to do. It is possible to have healthy boundaries with an unhealthy person and still honor them. Uh, We can honor them. We don't dishonor never has a good result, and it will never produce anything good in our lives. You know what I'm saying? So 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 honor doesn't mean that we allow people to walk all over us, abuse us and mistreat us. Um, Honor is simply my responsibility to add value and place value on somebody, even if in that relationship I need healthy boundaries and I need some element, some degree of distance from that person. But I can still honor them. I can still respect them. I can still uh, respect them as a person. I can still honor. I- I'm telling you right now, honor is always the right thing to do. Now, let's look at this here. Um, let's go to Proverbs chapter 17, verse 6. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 6. But let- as you're turning there, let's say this again, folks. Say this with me. Say, honor is always... The right thing to do I, if you have if you have a father that is alive, I encourage you to honor them um, how, however in whatever way how um, add value to that person in some way or another whether you call them when, when you know whether whether you reach out to them, bless them with a gift thank them for for who they are uh, honor them add value in some way one way or another whether through your words. Through your actions, a gift, something, um, honor, honor. I'm telling you, honor has a reward that it might be well with you and you might live long on the earth. God looks at honor. God's attracted to honor. And I'm telling you what, the devil is up to, up to no good. And, and, and he's all about dishonoring, taking value from people and shaming people and, um, and accusing people and, 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 and devaluing people. But God is a God. Of honor. Let's read this verse. Proverbs 17:6. Children's children are the crown of old men, and the glory of children is their father. Let's read it one more time. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 6. Children's children are the crown of old men, and the glory of children is their father. Honor is always a good idea. Honor is always a good idea and always has a healthy uh, outcome. It's always going to produce a blessing. Um, Isn't that that interesting? Even in that verse. I know I just read Proverbs 17, 6, but I just want to go back real quick. Just to talk about this, um, it says it's the first commandment with a promise. I mean, there's a reward there. Um, and I believe that there's an element of faith involved in honor. Okay. There's this aspect of faith that I'm going to honor this person. I'm going to honor my mom, my dad. I'm going to honor, I'm going to bring honor to the environment, my, my boss. I'm going to honor my boss. I'm going to honor, uh, my elders. Uh, you know, the Bible even talks about how, how, how we're, we're, we're called and, and we are required to honor those that are just they're older than us, so we honor them. I think in, in, in some cultures, uh, in America, it's, it, or just all over the world, it's just, they have a, they have a, they have just a stronger respect for those that are older than them. In some cultures, not as much, but in a kingdom culture, right? And in, 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 in a, Kingdom community, the where where you know the 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 saints, the 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 gathering of the call, the lo- local church community. Uh, we are called to to honor in so many other different ways, and it does take faith because some of those people might be difficult to honor. Right? It they, they might be uh, your flesh may not want to do that. Your flesh may not um you know you you know for maybe some history with that person maybe maybe there's some trouble maybe and and what the devil wants you to do is to disrespect gossip dishonor you know and just and just get all up in the flesh about it bitterness unforgiveness right but honor there's this uh, it's like uh, what honor does is it challenges us. To be healed where we've been hurt. Honor demands uh, us to pull from the spirit, to place a demand on the spirit of God, to walk in the spirit, to not be all entangled in, in our flesh and even our emotions and, and, and our, our, our own perspective of everything. But we need to get in the spirit at times. And honor is a spiritual act that will yield spiritual results. All right, hallelujah! We can preach on that all day. But fathers out there, I honor you. I celebrate you, and um, I'm praying for you. Okay, and uh, you 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 haven't done a perfect job, and either neither has any of us as fathers. But um, you stay at it. Stay in the will of God. Pray. Ask God for grace. Hallelujah. Be there. Be present for your children. Be present. Show up. All right. Show up. Hallelujah. And and um, and God's gonna bless you for it. Okay. But once again, Proverbs seventeen six. Back to Proverbs seventeen six. Sorry, took a little detour there. Took a little bunny trail back to to what we're talking about out of Ephesians. But children, uh, children, children are the crown of old men and the glory of children is their father. I'm here to tell you right now um, that there is just something. This scripture spoke to me years ago before I was married, before I was a father. And I, it's just so powerful that the glory of children is their father, that there is something that children get from fathers they don't get from anybody else. God intended it that way. There's something that that um, that community gets from spiritual fathers that they just won't get. From anywhere else uh the Apostle Paul said you have many teachers he's speaking of the gospel he's speaking of kingdom community he's speaking of 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 community in and in in, in in the community of, of believers and, and and he says you' all got many teachers but not many fathers okay so fathers are different fathers aren't just teachers but the glory of children is their father man there is the, that 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 the that, you know, what makes uh, children so special? What brings such glory to children? God intended that it would come through the Father. Uh, what, what establishes uh, and confirms identity in our children? Um, if you look scripturally and, and look to God's intention and the, the grace upon fathers, it, it's to come through our fathers. That's why are our, our, our children suffer with so many identity issues? is that there's no father there. There's that father to to establish and confirm and impart and reiterate their God-given identity. The glory, this is what the scripture says, the glory of children is their father, all right? The glory of children is their father. So, you know, fathers are graced. They are grace to establish, confirm, impart, and reiterate God-given identity, okay? God-given identity. That is how God made us. He made us as men, made us as fathers to, 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 to bring a stability to our children, to bring a security to our children, to bring the sense of dad is here. Dad is in, the, in the building. Um, I'm good. I'm safe. I feel protected. I feel safe. I, uh, you know, um, if you, if, I've heard this so many times, um, uh, when, when, when people even, um, their, their dads have passed away and, 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 and if there was any element of any kind of Um, healthy anything, okay? Um, in a relationship with a, with a, with a son or daughter and, and their father that, um, I've heard so many times just how that father, um, you know, imparted some things or taught some things about who they are and they never forgot. They might have, they might have forgot it through maybe some of those teenage years or whatever, but they always come back and go, man, My dad did this, my dad was like this. There is this, God made us to be connected to our fathers, to draw from our fathers, to receive impartation from our fathers, to, 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 to hear about the reality of what, what's required of them in life by their fathers, the discipline, um, you know, the, 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 uh, you know, work ethic and the, um, you know, just, uh, you know, make it happen, apply yourself, you know, those kind of, Things that help shape our children. Come on, dads! I encourage you to be present, to make time, to sit with your kids, to speak to them, regardless of their age, to to affirm them and encourage them right in their walk with God. The glory of children is their father. Um, I know my wife and her sister. Uh, she grew up with that. That was there was two of children. It was my wife and her sister, Ashley, and they grow up. And there's one thing uh, that they both say, and my wife um, still says it, and now she's saying it to our children, is that um, their father, um, uh, Pastor Samuel, he's actually um, an overseer. He and uh, Noelene, my my wife's mom and dad, they're actual overseers of our church. They're spiritual overseers. So they, they are part of the leadership structure of Hopeland Church, but uh, Samuel, I call him dad. Uh, dad would uh, tell them when they were young girls, he always wanted to, always wanted to challenge them and encourage them to be who they were called to be and, and not to, uh, not to always just try to fit in with everybody and compromise your faith or your convictions just to fit in. So the phrase he always told them, and I heard this from my wife, um, that he would always tell them, dare to be a Daniel. Somebody say the glory. Children is their father. Uh, all right. Let's say. Look. Say this with me. Say fathers are graced to establish, confirm, impart, and reiterate God given identity. My wife is a grown woman. She's got three kids herself, and she received that. She's saying it now to her children. So powerful. All right. That that when that they both remember that they they have both taking taken that and, and brought that into their life. And if anybody knows my wife, <laughs> she uh, she is not gonna compromise her faith to fit in with anybody. She does not. She, that is something that is her trying to fit in and trying to be cool or whatever. Definitely not a weakness of hers. If anybody knows Crystal Gale, Joanne Mandoli, she will dare to be a Daniel. And her father imparted, confirmed, established, and reiterated that in her as a child. All right, the glory of children is their father. Hallelujah! All right, let's turn in our Bibles here. Okay, we're going to go to uh, another verse here, Second um, Kings chapter five, verses one to five. We're going to look at the life of Naaman quickly here. But but 2 Kings chapter 5 verses 1 to 5. Alright, this is Naaman, uh, commander of the army of the king of Syria. And um, we're, gonna, we're gonna look at look at Naaman and um, with respect to honor and, and what God did in his life. So so once again, here it is. I'm gonna read it here. But 2 Kings chapter 5, verses 1 to 5. 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 1 to 5. Now Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Syria, was a great and honorable man. Somebody say honorable. Say this with me, say honor matters. Say this with me, say honor will take you far. All right, everybody say this, say honor has a reward. All right, say this with me, say don't lose honor. All right, hallelujah. So once again, now Naaman, commander of the army, The king of Syria was a great and honorable man in the eyes of his master, because by him, the Lord had given victory to Syria, okay? He was also a mighty man of valor, but a leper. I'm gonna read all the way to verse five. And the Syrians had gone out on, on raids and had brought back captive a young girl from the land of Israel, she waited on Naaman's wife. Then she said to her mistress, if only my master were with the prophet who is in Samaria, for he would heal him of his leprosy. Verse four, and Naaman went in and told his master saying, thus and thus said the girl who is from the land of Israel. Then the king of Syria said, go now, and I will send a letter to the king of Israel. And so I just want to um, speak on this just to encourage the men of God out there today, to encourage the fathers. And to encourage everybody here. That once again, here it is, honor. We read in Ephesians uh, chapter 6, right? Verse 1 to 4, that, that that honor our father and mother, that we um that it would be, that it might be well with us and we might live long on the earth. And we talked about honor there for a moment. Then we just talked about how. Um how fathers, um, the glory of children is the father. And and um when, when children honor their father, there's a blessing there. And here's another man, okay, that ha- was an honorable man. Okay, and so honorable man there, it just it just means highly respected. Okay, so he had um some order about his life. He was doing something right. Uh, that his boss, okay, uh, look like this is an honorable man. Um, he was highly respected. Um, God's hand was on his life. God's grace was on his life because it says it was, it was because of him, the Lord gave him the victory. Okay. So, so God, what's interesting is this, they're, 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 these are Syrians and God somehow, even back in the old covenant, he had his hand on this man and he wanted to reveal himself to him. Okay, so he was highly respected. Says he was great, highly respected and great. Okay, and that means he was impressive. He was impressive. He was dis- he distinguished himself much like Daniel. Like my wife said, that her dad would tell her, "Dare to be a Daniel." Okay, look at somebody next to you. Say, "Dare to be a Daniel." And th- the Bible says that uh, the same language was used of Daniel. That he had such a spirit of excellence. He 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 distinguished himself among the rest, okay, and and those in authority took notice, okay. Those in authority took notice, and I just want to encourage you, men of God, that that honorable thing God is leading you to do, that 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 respectable thing that God's leading you to do, that 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 those areas of your life that God is putting His hand on, and and and, and he's and he's and he's nudging you and and bringing the conviction of the Holy Spirit to get you to deal with those things. Right, so so you can bring this honor on your life that that others would respect and bring. He was highly respected. He was great. He was impressive. He was distinguished. All right, and so this is this is the power of grace. Okay, I'm talking to fathers. I'm talking to men of God out there. I'm talking to everybody, but but fathers hear this. Okay, it's Father's Day, so men of God hear this. All right. Uh this is a picture of God's grace and love for this man Naaman. Um number 1 he's a Syrian. No, number uh, he's outside the commonwealth of Israel. He's he's not of God's chosen people. Uh, right? In, in, in this time it just this is this is rare. This is unique. It's kind of like when when Jesus cast the devils out of the Syrophoenician Phoenician woman's daughter. You know, he was like, I'm sent to the lost house of the children of Israel. And she, and she, and, and, you know, and she was not that yet. Like, you know, but her faith grabbed a hold of something, uh, before it's time. Okay. That's a whole other message. But Jesus, th- this woman's faith pulled him in, pulled him, like pulled the, the blessing of God out of dispensation in time into her faith. Laid hold of something when it wasn't her time yet. Powerful, powerful. So this is like this picture of God touching this man. And this is the thing is, is the Bible says that he was all these things, but, but he was still a leper. He was unclean. He had an issue. He had this thing about him that was that was eating at him. He had an issue. He had, as the apostle Paul spoke of, he had a thorn in the flesh. There was, he was effective, honorable, respectful. He was able to build a life and succeed in life, but he still had this issue. He still had this thing. He was a leper. Okay. He was a leper. These were unclean people. They could not associate, you know, with, in, in community. Like this was, this was a struggle he had, okay? And all of us, we are graced. God's goodness is on our life and God um, desires to move in us, to grace us, to uh, speak to us, to, to bless us, to, to, to be a part of our journey, right? And, and in the midst of us walking through things, and working things out. This is a picture. What I'm trying to tell you is that you can still succeed and move forward and live in victory even as you're working on some things in your life. There is grace. His grace is sufficient. And there are some things that we gotta do, okay, that um, position us in the blessing of God, even in our struggles, okay? So look at, here's my next point. Don't allow your issue to limit you, okay? I'm gonna go back and read my first three points. I forgot to give you the second one, but here we go. First point, I wanna go back. Honor is always the right thing to do. Second thing, children receive value from their fathers, okay? And the next one, don't allow your issue to limit you, okay, don't allow, don't let the devil beat you up, cause you to beat yourself up, and to go into condemnation, depression, anxiety, and fear, whatever it is, whatever work of the flesh, he's trying to get you in, because you're simply working on some kind of thing, and you're, and, and you're walking through it, don't allow your issue to limit you, naming Did not allow his leprosy to keep him from being great and respectful and impressive and honorable. Come on now. Don't focus on where you're limited. Okay. Find out where you're graced. All right. Don't focus on where you're limited. We're all limited in multiple areas, but we're graced in some area. I'm telling you right now, you're graced. There's a grace on you. You got a grace somewhere. You got God on something. Don't focus on where God is limiting. Focus on where God has graced you. Discover where God has graced you. Find out where God has graced you. It's there. His grace is on you. His ability is on you. Don't get all caught up in what you are not. Focus on who he is in you. You know, don't focus on other people's calling and grace. Focus on the God that has graced you to do something. Okay? Okay focus on that. You don't have to be perfect to be honorable. Somebody say amen. You have to learn. Here it is. I'm going to give you this. These are in my notes. Okay. But, but here it is. If you look at Naaman, he he achieved these things. He pushed forward and yet he still had an issue of leprosy. And then in his pursuit, he was able to still do his thing with it. He didn't sit at home and, and just close the door and say, oh, woe is me. No, he was a leper, but still moved. He was a leper, but still achieved. He was a leper, but still moved forward. He was a leper, but still went after uh, the his purpose. Come on now, somebody say amen. You don't have to be perfect to be honorable. You have to learn to pursue God's purpose when your issues are still there. I said, you got to learn to pursue God's purposes when your issues aren't gone. When you still got that thing, you deal with. When you still got that thing... When you, when you, you know, it's like Jacob, right? He, he, he knew, he learned how to walk with God with a limp, right? All right. The woman with the issue of blood learned how to press through the crowd with the issue. She, she pressed when she still had the issue. Naaman pressed with his issue. Peter was going after Jesus and he still had a lot of issues, but he still showed up. He still sat at the master's feet. He still walked with Jesus in his earthly ministry. Hallelujah. Wherever grace has been discovered, okay, there's usually a thorn of some sort trying to keep you from operating in that grace. Can I get an amen? Somebody. All right. Even this is, I heard a preacher say this one time. Even in God's garden of grace, broken trees still bear fruit. Come on. Somebody say amen. In Christ, you can still conquer with a condition you can have influence even with an infirmity all right this is my final point here all right you uh may have issues but you have christ okay we may have issues but we have christ uh, we all have issues uh, but we have christ and and in walking through this i want to i want to i want to expose the enemy that God's aware of your issue. He's aware of what you deal with. He's aware of your weakness. He's aware. He was aware of, of Naaman's leprosy. And, and he, he got up and he got moving and he did what he was called to do. And, and God blessed him and God continued to bless him. And, and, and as the story goes, the man got healed and it challenged his pro, I mean, his process of healing challenged his pride. He's like, man, he, he, he wanted to do it his way. Okay, you you read the story. He wanted to do it his way, and the prophet said, "Go to the Jordan, and and you'll be clean." And 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 he, this man's prestige, his privilege, um, was challenged. Uh, and 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 one of his men spoke to him. Or, you know, somebody in his inner circle spoke to him and says, "Dude, if if the prophet told you to do something like great, you'd do it. But with this little thing, you know, just." do it and he went he got clean on his journey he got clean he got healed on his journey uh, but the beauty of it is the man was doing this thing and 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 achieving this purpose and 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 bringing victory to the environment he was in with his issue all right so there is grace for you to do god's work While you're working it out, can I get an amen? There is grace to do God's work while you're working it out. Let me tell you right now, you will never not be working something out. I get there'll be seasons where you'll feel like God's really dealing with something and really got his hand on this thing, right? And really challenging you. I get it. Those aren't always the, the, that's not the, Perpetual state of our walk with God, but there's always going to be something God is delivering us up Something God is healing us up All right Something that God is doing so so God Will remind you Of his grace When you're dealing with your issue I believe it's a It it's a reminder of his grace in first corinthians chapter 12 Okay, verse eight, let's read this. First Corinthians 12, eight, and we'll get all the way through to verse 10. Concerning this thing I pleaded with the Lord, he's talking about a thorn in his flesh, Apostle Paul, three times that it might depart from me. I wonder how many times Naaman was like, man, I wanna get rid of this leprosy. Verse nine, and he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My grace is enough. Keep moving, Paul. Keep doing what you're called to do. Keep preaching, keep teaching, keep keep discipling these young these young preachers. Keep traveling, going to different cities. Keep living this thing out. Keep establishing the work of God. Right? Keep writing letters to the churches. My grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect. My strength is made perfect in weakness. My strength is made perfect in weakness. God's strength comes to the surface. God's grace comes to the surface. God reminds us that this is grace. When we don't walk with a limp, we forget about God's grace. We forget that God did it. We start to think it's us. We start to think, we start to worship ourselves. We start to, we start to worship our success. We start to think we're all that in a bag of chips. And God's like, no, 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 no. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather look at this. Boast in my infirmities, right? That the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities. I take pleasure in infirmities. This is wild. This is this is this is some intense approach toward God. Look, he's saying, Look, I'm gonna boast in in what I'm not. And and because then it's gonna just bring glory to where who God is. I'm not going to allow my issue to tear me down. I'm actually going to boast in God's grace that is on my life. I'm going to boast in my infirmities. I'm going to, I'm not going to be ashamed of being a human being. I'm not going to allow the devil to condemn me. I'm going to take pleasure in my infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecution, in distresses for Christ's sake hallelujah for when i am weak then i am strong hallelujah we may have issues but we have Christ hallelujah let's just go back let's look at these let's look at these points again all right i'm going to review these with you um i knew in this message there's a little as a little um kind of like a mosaic right? Uh, and and kind of some of these points don't seem to be directly connected. And and I just felt like God wanted me to share it this way, is that um, honor is always the right thing to do. Let, let's remember that. Let's remember that church. Let's remember the blessing and honor. Let's honor our fathers. And fathers, men of God, let's be honorable men as Naaman was. Let's be honorable men. Hallelujah. And the next point is children receive value from their fathers, all right, God designed you fathers to impart identity, God-given identity into your children, and we are called to receive um, from our fathers, and from um, even if it is more spiritual fathers, men of God, we are designed, we're called to impart identity into, into children, and even into those that may look to us as mentors, I'm telling you, some of you, your mentors out in the marketplace, your mentors to young people, it might be your nieces, your nephews, uh, friends, whatever, but we are called to impart identity, God-given identity into this generation, all right, and the next point here, don't allow your issue to limit you, Naaman didn't allow his issue to limit him, he kept doing what he was called to do, even though he still had this thing he dealt with. Hallelujah. My last and final point is we may have issues, but we have Christ. Hallelujah. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray, God, over every issue. God, whatever it is, if it's mental, emotional, spiritual, physical, relational, if whatever it is, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name and I speak grace To the mountain. As the prophet said, speak grace to the mountain, mountains in people's lives. I speak grace to every mountain. I pray, God, that your grace would make up for with where they are. That, Lord, you would fill the, the, the margin between where people really are in their condition and where you've called them to, 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 to live out their position in you. I pray you would fill that margin with grace. God, that your, your strength is made perfect in their weakness. And I pray for healing, for wholeness, for breakthrough, for freedom in these areas, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, and I just pray right now that all of us, we commit, we vow right now, Lord, that we will be people of honor, that we will honor our father and mother. Lord, we will honor you, God. We will honor one another. I pray that we would would express and release, Father, that kind of heart and spirit toward you and toward others, God, that we, God, would be people of honor. In Jesus' name, amen. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed the message. And my prayer is that you will change your world as a result of what you've heard today. If you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our weekend gatherings. And don't forget to follow us on social media. Peace.